Welcome to the Survival Prepper Show, where being labeled a crazy prepper is a badge of honor. Learn about disaster preparedness, survival, and get ready for whatever challenges might come your way. This is not your typical prepping podcast, and they won't be silenced by the censors. Here are your hosts, Duff and Dale. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. That little intro right there, all the disaster movies, I really should have put a few of I Am Legend in there because we're going to go through some COVID stuff tonight, uh, some of the crap that they're doing, and it really seems like that's exactly the the kind of stuff they're trying to pull is, you know, you talk about population control, you know, the new virus strain and all that crap. So at any rate, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that Boston, University of Boston, Boston yeah, University, the, the, something like that. The new strain they got that basically just wipe us out, 80%, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of why I titled this Noble Lies, too, is because it is all that stuff that, and, and I've got a clip from Jimmy Dore about the stuff that's come out recently about, you know, all the, the BS that we've heard over and over for the last two years from all these people. That is, it's completely BS. And it's that for the greater good type crap, they're they're allowed to say this stuff and we get chastised for questioning this stuff all for the greater good because they're noble lies, you know, like like what you tell your kid, do as I say, not as I do type crap. So uh, should be, it will be a fun show tonight. Then we got some, I wanted to get, go into some prepping supplies a little bit because you had mentioned something last week about purpose-made supplies. So uh, I wanted to go into that a little bit tonight and then a couple other things as well. We're going to try to get into, I am I am going to, regardless one way or another, get into this, the political trading stuff, because I've literally been putting this off for uh, like a month now. So we are going to talk about it tonight. Nancy Pelosi and her games. Uh, and that goes into the... Hey, uh, White Rabbit says she loves the gnome. I think there's a conspiracy afoot. Yeah, yeah. Lisa made that gnome on her little YouTube channel last night, and she snuck it in here in my stuff. So enjoy enjoy the gnome, White Rabbit. This is the last night you're going to see it on my channel. <laughs> Too bad it wasn't a little Fauci gnome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Screw him. Um, at any <laughs> rate, uh, what we'll do, I suppose, since we're on that, that little Yahoo, uh, we'll talk about... Do you want to start with the new strain that they've got, or you want to do this Jimmy Dore clip where it's that guy from Denmark or wherever out in Europe talking about do the Jimmy Dore clip, man. That's a really good clip. Okay. Um, and in this one, it starts off. He, he went through, I don't have I, the whole thing in here because it's, he went through a lot of stuff with all the BS that they said before this from Rachel Maddow, from, from uh, Biden to Fauci to all these different people saying that nah, it's, it's perfectly fine. Once you get it, you don't have to worry about a damn thing. And now, and, and back then we were chastised for saying that's complete BS. Now. It's complete BS, and they still they still won't say it. Very good video where he just basically calls them out on their their hypocrisy and their BS. But this little clip I'll play is of this guy from Denmark or Sweden or somewhere over there, uh, who the the Pfizer head just testified that you know we never we never said that. Uh, I'll play this real quick, and we can go over that. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us you don't get vaccinated just for yourself but also for others 
You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination. And so let me just stop it one more time again and let everybody know that our mission at the show was not anti. Um, let me, yeah, I'll stop it right there because he goes on to talk about some other stuff too. Very interesting video. Well, no, wait, what he goes on to say right there is that the show is not expressing an anti-vax opinion at all. It's reporting on information that was from ne the Netherlands of somebody and what, and what happened there because otherwise the video will get yanked down. So that's what we're doing. We were reporting on what they discussed in the Netherlands and we're, we're discussing what Jimmy Dore said. Yeah. And, and he had to, the validity of the vaccine right now. Yeah. And he, he literally had to, <laughs> he literally had to in the, the first two, three minutes of his show, go through all those disclaimers and all that, just like you did right there. And it yeah. really is when you think about it, ridiculous that, to we have to go through these hoops and and you know just to state an opinion well, on mean, something that and, is fact. and ridiculous ridiculous in the face of certain data <laughs> right like information we now have yeah yeah well it's it's stuff that we had been saying especially me and you i can uh, recall a, a bunch of times where we're just questioning the stuff and, and it, all of this stuff turns out to be that it was actually legitimate concerns. But you got told, and, and he even talks about right before this clip, he had talked about how people, uh, he was talking about comedians and stuff. People just repeat the propaganda. We talked about this last week with Tulsi Gabbard, uh, how mm -hmm. people just repeat the propaganda they hear because that's the storyline. They don't have the energy or the will to dig deeper and find out about this stuff and find out if their ideas about something are wrong. And that goes with both sides of the aisle on this. Uh, everybody well, kind of just takes that bit of information and runs with it. And, and well, don't forget too, man, like, they're hitting on dopamine releases, right? They're they're using the clickbait headlines, like, and even some of them that will actually have the legitimate information in the article or whatever you're watching, but it's not till like you know the fifth paragraph. Yeah, and so you read it, and you read the they they don't do a lot to tell you what the what the true story is. They give you a lot of fluff and adjectives and background information to get you fired up in the first four paragraphs. So how many people actually read that deep into these articles? Because you get four paragraphs in and it says everything you agree with. And it's like just some other person to, you know, be upset with or whatever. So, yeah. Or or they spin the crap out of something. Maybe they will say something right at the beginning, but they 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 start the they start the article off with those facts and then they continue to say, but or this is why it really doesn't matter, or they spin it. Fox does it, CNN does it, all these different, the New York Times does it, the Washington Post, all these different newspapers, magazines, websites, uh, corporate news, corporate media, they all do it. Uh, it just depends on yeah. what their narrative, what they want to sell to their audience. Well, and that's that's part of the problem, right? Because yeah. what they're hitting on is people are fired up. You have people that are angry irritated. I mean, when you get down, I was thinking about it this week and this is, it, maybe this is a segment on the Illuminati, right? And people go, Oh, the Illuminati, it doesn't. Well, how about this? 
everybody on the right, the left, conservative, liberal, I think we all agree, whether you're looking at Trump and stuff that you think from the left and think you think he got away with, or you're looking at it from the right and you're looking at stuff that Hillary got away with and everything in between. We all go, hey, there's somebody up there pulling the strings, right? Whether it's corporations, whether it's politicians in bed with the corporations, whether it's people, you know, they're, we, we all know they never resolve these situations they could. I mean, Biden just came out and was like, well, hey, you got to vote for the Democrats to get them in if he wants to do anything about abortion. Well, well, if, if that's what you believe, they, they run the show right now. Why can't you? Why can't you do it? Like you can do it literally right now. Like you run the show. But no. So if yeah. we, we all agree that there's like this, you know, this this oligarchy of elites that are pulling the strings and that gets back to the whole thing. Well, maybe it's not the 1980s, 90s conspiracy of Illuminati, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Because none of the people are are happy. You, you look at there was a the clip of Julian Assange that I send you that. Where back in 2011 he talked about as Afghanistan as just a filter for U.S. taxpayer dollars to sh- to shovel it towards the uh, military industrial complex. And then no, if you take you that but- model, if you take that model and lay it over the pandemic, Pfizer. What did Pfizer just do? They they had it put on the vaccine cards. You have to put they they put it on kids' vaccine cards now. The co the the COVID vaccine, yeah. and Pfizer just raised the cost of the vaccine from thirty dollars to a hundred and thirty hundred to hundred and thirty dollars somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, uh, Lisa was also telling me, and I haven't researched this, so I don't know, uh, but I trust her. <laughs> but she was telling me that the reason they did that as well is because when they when they make that part of the vaccine schedule or whatever they did, mm-hmm. they're legally protected now because yeah. that is from lawsuits and stuff and it, it's it's ridiculous how we 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 let this all of this stuff go pfizer used to be two years ago pfizer was the devil now all of a sudden pfizer's like our savior well i'm no no i don't think so <laughs> yeah i know it's, it's totally sarcastic well and, and the crazy part is right you think about that and even even if you you know you go along with the thought that the vaccine works because we're not saying it doesn't you're going along with that thought and, and, and you look at it it's like okay but it was taxpayer funded why are you raising it from thirty dollars to over a hundred dollars mm-hmm. like how do you get away with that like if it's if it's the great you know savior that it is why do you how do you get away with raising it when the taxpayers funded it it's it's such you know hijinks going on man it's crazy yeah yeah and then with this article right here, this is kind of what we talked about earlier, a uh, more lethal strain of COVID created in Boston in a Boston University lab, researchers say. Uh, and I've seen this. Say this is not just a New fast. York. Po- What's that? I said, you know what the first sign of uh, deadly 80% COVID is? She not can't pronounce able to say researcher. <laughs> Um, I, I have seen this. You actually sent me a video of, I can't remember what his name is, but he was talking about this as well. So this is not something that's off of the, the, the New York post. That's kind of like saying, Hey, there's this, there's this, you know, stuff out there that this might be happening. This is actually, this actually happened. So all of this gain of function stuff that, that it's been going back and forth, uh, Fauci and Rand Paul and all that stuff, all of this stuff that, I mean, it's going on. And this is right here in the United States. I mean, how else do you explain, you know, a more lethal 80% kill rate in mice is what this, this strain of COVID has. I'm not even going to make the argument that I believe that you should probably never mess with that just because it's not a good thing to have floating around with the obvious track record of of things that happen. 
but how about we just go like too soon? Like just too soon? Like really? <laughs> yeah. Can, can you, can you give us five years, maybe a decade? Get us between the thing that, that, and like, that's ripping our society apart still today. Like, you know, like that really emphasize that. Yeah, no, man. Like how crazy is that? Let, let's go make a more lethal strain of the thing that everybody in the public that, you know, or not everybody, but like a third of the people in the public fear. And if it truly was 80% more lethal, well, you know. Yeah. So, and and yeah. I've, I've, I've seen people's comments on one side of it saying, Oh, they're just trying to prepare for the next pandemic. You worry warts and this and that and, and all this stuff. And it's like, Oh, you know, you know how easily and, and my thoughts yeah. on the origins of, of this one uh, was from a lab. So you know how easily that something like that, a mistake could happen. And I mean, we're, we're literally playing Russian roulette with the human race and I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, you hear about all this population control. And now if that many people got offed, that would def- devastate um, economies all over the world. So uh, I, I don't. Yeah. Unless you're like some billion, some billionaire that can lock yourself away in some estate somewhere out in the middle of the Rockies, you know, with, or whatever. I, I don't know. It, it's just insanity and in that, that they're being allowed to do this, you know, like, come on, man. Yeah. You don't really need that. That, that you, and here, cause here's the thing. They have plenty of strains of shit that can kill the human race. Can we just stop playing playing games with it, right? Yeah, we're going to end up killing ourselves. We're, we're so damn smart. We're too big for our britches, and we're going to end up just offing ourselves, whether it's through other kinds of weapons, by a lot. I mean, you know, what, whatever. Well, Listening to these big wigs at top just playing their fucking games. Yeah. yeah. It's going it, it to. Gets, it, uh, it gets back to the great filter theory, right? As a species, you have to get off the planet before the planet gets destroyed. And that's where they talk about, you know, there was possibly advanced civilizations that had been that were extinct and wiped out due to whatever happened. You know, so if we get if we zap ourselves back 80 percent of the population, well, we're not getting off the planet anytime soon. So that's just that much more time you have to develop before something tragic happens to the planet that maybe doesn't smash the planet, but smashes the people on it really wipes you out. So, yeah, we're our own worst enemies in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, Tiger in the chat was saying it reminds me of the stand more and more as we go. Yeah, and then Mary uh, in the chat, uh, and, and it's a very good question: Who gave them the authority? And it's it's those games that get played behind the scenes. Why this stuff happens? That we we have this illusion that our that our choices really matter. You know, we go vote for this guy or that guy, but that whole machine, the inner working, is it all of that? That goes on regardless of what we say, do, or or otherwise. So. Yeah, they, they gave themselves the authority because they write the rule book. Right? Yeah. That's the that's that's the big gimmick. They get a bunch of them together and they yell at each other like some are against it and some are for it. And in turn, they all like somehow either they abstain or whatever, but then they pass the rules that they want because, I mean, they pass their own retirement laws. They, they you know, they opt out of uh, the Affordable Health Care Act. They do all kinds of great. They, they do all kinds of stuff that benefits them. So when they're writing the rules. And they, and they want to, you know, get the ability to crush the middle class. Well, let's just write the rules so we can crush the middle class. Hey, that's what it says here. Yeah. yeah they, they, they give themselves the authority. And it just swings back and forth. That's all it is, right? Yeah. They keep using the same rules against one another. So when, when the conservatives jump in this time and they write a bunch of crazy rules to, or do crazy shit to go after the other side, well, then the next time the other side's going to use that stuff and one-up it. So. 
Yeah. The thing that, that pisses me off about this stuff, uh, them doing things like this, is as preppers, we try to figure out ways or what things that give us the best option to survive different events. And a lot of stuff that they, that they do, uh, we talked about this the other day too, about how politics matters and prepping because it's usually them that start the crap like this. But something like this, there's not a whole lot you can do about something that just floating around through the air and it's got an 80% kill rate. I mean, there, there's things we can do when you're talking about military conflict. There's things we can do if the grid were to go down, the internet, all those different things, right? We can figure out a, a game plan that gives us the best chance. This, you know, this is just, yeah, that's what was frustrating the most about this is, you know, there's not a, something you can do to kind of counteract this other than lock yourself in well, the basement. And, well, and, and, and here's the thing. Have you heard of some big, hey, we've we've retrofitted all facilities around the world. We came up with new policies and procedures like nobody yeah. can leave a facility for like five weeks after you come out of the containment area. Like you're locked in isolation. So that way, like you die of the disease before anybody gets it. You're, you know, like, yeah, is that it's because it's uncomfortable for the scientists? I don't give a shit. Come up with more detailed things and, and, and more depths of protection to to, you know, make sure that that doesn't happen again. Have they said anything like that? Nope. Business as usual. Let's just keep plowing forward. Just make it 80 times, you know, worse. Yeah. And honestly, uh, you've, you've, it's just been massive cover up after cover up and don't answer questions. Don't ease people's fears about anything. Just basically shut everything down. Whether you're talking YouTube, social media platforms, you know, Fauci, the CDC, the government, just don't allow people to talk about it. And then we don't have to answer questions. And that's basically what you've seen. Yeah, that's a very good point. I didn't see anything about that. You'd well, think- I mean, think about it. Dude. We, co- we, we, we still cozy up to Saudi Arabia. We could outproduce the world on oil pretty much. But we don't because we want to keep it on the petrodollar. And, and so we got to keep the Saudis happy. And, you know, our country of freedom, we back the Saudis, we back the illegal war in Yemen. And, and we're, you know, we're back in a country that dismembered Khashoggi and, and has some of the worst human rights violations of any nation. And like, you know, everybody that says they're all about human rights and civil rights and all these other rights, they don't care, to, they don't care at all about it. So, yeah, I, I think you know. the other reason that you haven't heard anything about the measures they've taken to curb this stuff is because that would almost be admitting that it did, you know, orig- it wasn't originated in animals. So they can't say anything like that because that would almost be, you know, admitting that, you know, they had a hand in this crap, which I think we all kind of know, I, or there's a really, really good chance that that is the case. Yeah. See, the, the biggest thing they could do is just get everybody to buy that. Because I'm at the point now, like, since they're still sticking on this thing so hard, then they'll, because you, you could say, hey, we, you know, some scientists screwed up and that's what the, how the lab leak was like, you could literally like outline that, Hey, show the video. This is so-and-so walking with a bottle of virus, you know, got stuck to their uniform or I don't know, whatever it is, but they don't do that. Right. So that only can only lead me to believe because it's deeper than that. So then it's like, okay, well, what's deeper than that? It was intentional. Like mm-hmm. they're just not even talking about it. Yeah. And if you look back to Hong Kong, you look back to, Hey, how, how can the Democratic Party get rid of Trump? Because they weren't getting rid of him at the time. The economy, remember back in the day when the economy was booming? We all know my feelings on Trump. But, oh, we got a big distractor. The problem is, like, we, they haven't offered us anything to establish the, the belief in them that whatever they say, that, that that would be the story, like that we could actually believe it. It's just like, 
they drive on with it. So yeah. What are yeah. we left to believe? Yeah. Um, you had mentioned a little earlier, you were talking a little bit earlier about how the, or we were talking about the mainstream media and all that. And I saw this uh, the other day and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I looked for this New York Times poll and the only way you can actually read the damn article is to subscribe to the New York Times and I'm not doing that. <laughs> so uh, I've, I've seen something on Fox with this. I've seen um, a, a bunch of people talking about this stuff, but nearly 60% see the mainstream media as a threat to democracy. What's interesting about this is only a fraction of people think it matters. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how I, I mean, it, it's the distrust in the media, right? I think it's like 80% or something like that, or 20% of people mm -hmm. trust the media, 20 or 30%. But they don't think it matters. And that, that's really curious to me because you hear the Democrats all the time talking about threats to democracy. And we're going to talk in a little bit oh, yeah. about Biden's ultra mega mega super supreme, you know, whatever his acronyms are Well, I mean, you think now. about it. So they, they, they both have their sides, right? Uh, you got what is the, what is the right label, the, the, the mainstream media that it disagrees with, you know, fake news. And then the other side gets labeled like whatever you know, Fox news, you know, alt-right media or something like that. I don't know, but that's Super all we're just, Supreme. we're just both. And, and, and they both kind of like equally just suck. Right. So. Yeah. And, and, and that, and they're controlled, they're controlled by people with a lot of money. Jeff Bezos, you know, controls what the Washington post, whatever it is he runs. They're controlled by people with a lot of money and that have an ax to grind and they want influence. And so we, you know, going up front that nowadays you don't get any, you don't get any of that. So uh, we, we should be mistrustful of that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I do agree. And I do actually think it is a concern that it is sort of a threat to our Republic because it is slanted so much in one direction that it does concern me because they have a way, they have the ability to formulate a narrative and all that. Uh, but I, I do agree with you with the both sides do it. I, I think it's pretty interesting too that any poll, almost any poll, whether you're talking about a Republican, a Democrat, uh, media, whatever, there's always 30% of people that say, like with Biden, right? Do you, you agree with what Biden's doing? Do you disagree? There's all these people, but there's always 30% that strongly agree with Republicans, with Democrats, with the you know with New York Times or whatever. It's like, is that 30% of people, are they the, the ones with, you know, wearing the big stupid hats and that will just agree with anything their team says? It's crazy that 30%, uh, and I don't know if that's 30% of the country, is just totally tied to one team and that's who they're going with, whether the, the boat's sinking or not. That's who they're riding. Oh. Well, I mean, come on, look, look at it. And, and, you know, we talk about it all the time, right? Like what with both parties having control at one point or another here and there over the 20 years, which parts of their agenda got completed, right? No, it's just more smoke and mirrors. It gets back to if any one of them said, wanted to say, Hey, we should have, we should be required to have a budget. I think that when you're in control of the Congress and the Senate and the white house, like you can shape whatever budget you want. Yeah. Why don't they have the budget? Cause it shows what they got, what they're doing. You know, when you think about it, it's like they're literally running on this modern monetary thing here again, right? You know, what we talked about earlier, what Julian Assange says back in 2011, that the Afghanistan war was meant to filter taxpayer dollars into the hands of the military industrial complex. That there was in 2000, this is 2011, 10 years into it. 
and that there was never an intended end to that war. And look what, what, look what happened. We ended the war in Afghanistan. And where did we go next? We're in Ukraine. Only thing about Ukraine is we don't have to put soldiers on the ground. No body yeah. bags, no caskets come home, but we're set funneling billions to the military industrial complex. We're, we're broke. Where are they getting that money from? They're printing it. What are they doing when they're printing the money? Causing inflation to go up. And everybody's like, oh, look, dude. like, oh, Biden, like, oh, yeah, it only went up a skosh. Oh, maybe you he's they're literally controlling how much it's going up because they know how much money they're printing. It's a formula, right? Here's what the I mean, they, they can kind of calculate this stuff. They're 100 percent responsible for what's going on right now. They're trying to crush the in my opinion, they're trying to crush the middle class, yeah. like get all the money out of it and put it in the elites, because even though inflation's going up, they're making money on record profits across Amazon, all that. They're making money on top of inflation. So they're fine. They don't know inflation's going up. Someone with $20 million a year doesn't uh, doesn't mind paying seven bucks or eight bucks a gallon for gas in Malibu or, you know, around the corner from Nancy Pelosi. They don't feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of the same type of situation that unfolded during the pandemic because you had all of these measures that were taken and it's, it's kind of like a, we have to do this. We don't have a choice. We'll deal with the repercussions later, but nobody ever talked about what those repercussions were going to be. It almost got put on swept under the rug. This is the same type of situation. I think all this money that's getting printed. I think I know that they have a, they know what the repercussions are going to be. They're not going to talk about it out in front, you know, to you and I or anybody like that. So it is concerning that, we talked about this stuff. We saw the, the the ramifications of COVID and all that, the recession, the closing businesses down and all that. And now the ramif what are the ramifications going to be a year or two down the line because of this? Right now it sucks, but it, it could get a whole lot worse. And you talked about the monetary mon or modern monetary theory. This could all be setting that that type of situation up because they're they're wrecking it. You know, bring a wrecking well, that, ball but- in and then we have no choice. Well, no, but the thing with modern monetary theory is that's exactly how they're operating right now. Because if they were concerned about recession, they would cut back on spending. It would be a big deal because we'd be talking about the budget. The fact <laughs> is they keep, you know, this $20 billion spending package here. Here's a spending package there. This spending package, that spending package, spending packages everywhere. Right. That's what the, that's what they're doing right now. And, and so they're not backing off on the spending. How do we get inflation under control if they don't back off in the spending get every penny they can out of the middle class yeah the poor don't have money i mean they have some maybe a little bit here and there but they by and large don't have money right it's the middle class they're trying to they're, they're taking all the money out of the middle class right now and yeah. inflation's still going to be high and they're still spending so what what do we do we, how do we expect any of this to change what does that mean like for everybody out there for the next six months next year. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard an interesting theory today that they said it's uh, the next, the next inflation report that comes out around the eighth, 12th, 13th, somewhere of next month, because it's after the election. That's when they're going to say we're officially in a recession because it's after the election. Yeah, probably. And, and see, that's why there is such a distrust of the mainstream media, because all the stuff that we're talking about right here, I don't care what the answers are, or what they they you know, what they tell us the answers are. But those questions aren't getting asked in the first place. 
And that's what's frustrating about all this stuff. They're, like I'd mentioned before, they're, the media these days is more passive aggressive and don't want to upset the apple cart for one reason or another. So they don't go after stories like they used to, or a few of them do, but you know, nothing like it used to be. Uh, it, it, just all of them. They, I mean, it's, it's so, it, it's, you, you, you really, and, and we all should do this anyway, but you really have to, if you want to find out the answer to something, you really have to dig, do your own research, read a whole bunch of stuff and all that. But that's why there's the oh. distrust of the media because it's all a company line and it's who's paying the bills. That's yes. the talking points we're going to, we're going to push forward. So. Well, think about think about this, man. So we, we talked about the, the weed law last deal, right, where Biden's going to pardon everybody who has a minor possession of marijuana on, on a federal crime. Well, there's nobody in jail in the federal system for a minor possession of marijuana crime. It's always tacked on. So they didn't let anybody out. But if they descheduled it and said, hey, this isn't a. You know, this schedule one drug that's like, you know, worse than anything you could, you could buy and kill yourself with in the supermarket or from a pharmacist anywhere. They could literally say, hey, why don't we let we, why don't we let all these people out of jail who are in for minor drug offenses Re recommend it across the board? I mean, states would have to, you know, states rights. They get to approve it. That 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 would make a big step forward for some of their their all their core causes, but they're not doing that. Right? They no, don't give a shit. They, they don't won't. care. <laughs> they yeah. won't they, they'll like, why push it Kamala off Harris, as long why as they Kamala Harris? yeah why isn't Kamala Harris out pushing for that right <laughs> like why isn't Joe Biden pushing for that no they're two yeah. old drug warriors right yeah. and and who do, who by and large does the, the drug war affect inner city people right <laughs> like that's that's their the demographic they keep trying to champion they're literally locking them up in droves and they have the power to stop it but they won't yeah it also affects the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies too, <laughs> yeah. Which is a massive reason yeah. for all that. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to pivot here and bring this up real quick, and and wonder how. I'm just curious how much you've heard about this, but Musk's Twitter deal. I saw a couple of days ago that he's going to face a national security review. Now, this is this is this deal has gone from being on to being off to being in court to being out of court. It looks like it it's pretty close to actually going through at this point. But these guys pulled this crap to where, and, and I've got a couple of, of conspiracies mm -hmm. on this. One is they don't want him taking over Twitter until after the midterms. So if they put this this national security re review, that's going to put off the sale of all of this stuff. Uh, and Starlink, I think it's because he's there's that big hubbub about um, him wanting the 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 Pentagon to pay for Ukraine Starlink things and all that. Mm -hmm. How much do you know of this and what are your thoughts on it? I think this is them going at, they, they are going after Elon to try to either tarnish him, try to shut him up. Dude, who has done more for like technology for advancing stuff? NASA can't even get a like, Oh yeah, we're going to get, we're going to do start launching for the moon again. They can't even get a rocket off the ground. Right. 40 years, whatever it is yeah. after, after putting people on the moon, they can barely launch a rocket in outer space now to, for that program. And here Elon Musk has like this conveyor belt that launches like all day long. He's just launching satellites. <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah. It came back down, launch it again. Right. And save. And what, what, why don't they like his program? Because it saves billions of dollars. You're not, every time you shoot a rocket up, you don't lose everything and have to remanufacture it. Yeah. But they won't go to him. He's doing it more successfully than anybody in the world. Won't even talk to that dude. 
So what are they doing? Now they're going after him. And just right when he's getting ready to clamp down on Twitter, I think what it is, is they're scared that he's going to show how much, um, how much censorship and how much, how many yeah. bots are on Twitter. I think he's going to pull back the, and the other side of that is, is if he gets a hold of Twitter, I bet Twitter becomes the social media platform to go to. Like there's all kinds of things right now. You just do your tweets and stuff. They could come up with groups. They could do all kinds of stuff. Video like Elon Musk will come up with, he's trying to fund. I don't know what he's trying to fund, but he just sold like thousands of bottles of perfume that smelled like burnt hair. Like he, he fund his boring company. He funded with making flamethrowers, right? Like this guy's there. You got a bunch of meatheads trying to uh, play with like the smartest dude in the universe right now, or not the universe, but on the planet pretty much as far as having the ability to get something done. He has the means and resources to make things happen. Yeah. And they can't control him. He's just going to town. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's him as well as this, the whole controlling the narrative thing, because it, it, we've mentioned this a couple of times too, but it used to be real easy back in the day when there were four TV channels and before there was 24 seven news and it, you could really can, it was really easy to control the narrative when there were five newspapers. So you had 30 or 40 uh, writers that you had to deal with these days. It's all over the place. It's everywhere. And they've been making headway with their quote unquote misinformation stuff and trying to rein in um, that the information that, that is accessible to everybody. And this is a giant monkey wrench in that, that whole system, because this would kind of open that up something that is this popular, something that is this popular with the, the elites, the, 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 the writers, the, you know, the, the people that are on TV, you know, the people that matter. Um, that's who it's really popular with us. We just kind of browse it and check it out. And, but they want that. That's the way they control that narrative through stuff like that. If they can't do well, that, it's, they can't do it on Facebook. Twitter is Twitter is the stuff you see every, on every freaking news show. This person tweeted this, this person tweeted that. Yeah. So if you can't do and that, isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting how they're going down the, the road of, Oh, we need to do a national security investigation on the, on the whole uh, Starlink thing. When really yeah. what the, if the United States truly gave, you know, two flips about their um, citizens and it's spending money, like going out of style, it would say, Hey, Elon, what do we have to fund to have like a really good satellite network up where everybody, every kid that had to sit out two years of school could get on and have really good internet. Like, you know, what, what do we have to do to make that happen? And instead they're trying to tarnish the dude with a national security investigation. Yeah. Do you believe that anything like all of a sudden they're going out for Elon Musk? Like, like there isn't some ulterior motive to it. No, that let's go ahead and throw a bunch of shit on that guy is what they're trying to do. See what they can get him to stick. So, I mean, they should be embracing a lot of this stuff. The guy, and you may not like electric cars. Okay. Let's think of his electric car as a failure. If that's your jam, Starlink works. The boring company is a phenomenal, phenomenal concept about putting roadways underneath the ground, which turns out like they're not affected by earthquake. Like he has a lot of interesting ideas that the, the multi-launch rocket system that just keeps launching. What are they doing, man? He, he's showing them all up. So let's go make that dude look bad. Yeah. I thought I'd never heard of the boring company. I thought when you first had talked about that, because it was like the burnt hair crap, I thought it was literally like boring, like be like you're bored. Oh, to no, death. it's, it's his. <laughs> But yeah, that yeah, makes no, sense. It's boring, a, he, like boring a hole. He has a couple miles. Well, he have you heard of the Hyperloop? 
Uh, no. So, so he's, he, he had his concept is it's called the hyperloop and he wants to run like these tubes underground and through underneath cities at like different levels. And basically you pull your car or whatever you're driving at the time up onto the spot. And it's a sled that drops down to whatever tube it is. And because it's all regulated, so you're not speeding up or going, slowing down in it, you can go through the tube at like 150 miles an hour. And because it's underground, apparently earthquakes don't have a problem. The shock waves are on the surface. So he's actually got, a, a, I think, a mile or two miles of, uh, of this tube built underneath Los Angeles already, just trying to experiment and see what they can do with it. But it's a fascinating concept. Yeah. So he's, he's basically trying to just transform society. I mean, in in a hundred yeah. years from now, people are going to read read about him like they read about like Tesla and Einstein or Edison and stuff like that because he's basically he's got Starlink, he's got SpaceX, he's got this boring company, he's got Neuralink. I mean, just well, I well, and I think it, I think a lot of it is all set up for Mars. I think that dude is going to like try to get go land according to the international laws of piracy or those C or whatever it is. Apparently, I'm no expert on it. But like the first person to get to a planet kind of can claim it. And yeah. what do you need on Mars to get around Mars? You need you need underground, like he's not going to have highways most likely. So underground, drive underground through Mars, right? What do you look at it? Look at his uh, his uh, Tesla truck. What does it look like? It looks like a space vehicle. It's all, yeah. He, all of his stuff, I think he's he's kind of beta testing concepts. It, so if he can ever get to Mars, that's what his, his heavy launch rocket and that kind of stuff that he's doing. It's all about being able to get up in the space and launch some people to Mars. Yeah. Start doing stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely an interesting dude. And you would think, I, I think he pissed somebody off along the way. Like he probably got a bunch of money to help, you know, Tesla get startup and all that from the government. But now he doesn't tow the Democrat line or doesn't tow the company line when it comes to politics. So he's like chastised. Uh, and, and even though oh, he's yeah. doing more than most people, as far as for the environment and all that stuff, He's just, you know, he's a pariah. Crazy. Well, I think he came out uh, a little while ago and said, they asked him like, hey, what, what's your answer to voting, you know, to solving the problems with the like voting and everything. And he was like, vote conservative, vote Republican, something like that. Yeah. So I think all the Democrats lost their minds over that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just pretty interesting because I think it's, it's the timing is massively suspect with all this stuff. And I think it. It, it's meant to push it off, and and I don't know if it's you know past the midterms or or if they're just trying to shut it down altogether. But it's 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 it'll be interesting to see where this goes because it doesn't seem like he's the type that's just going to give in and give up. So we'll see no. where it goes. All right, so I did want to get to this political trading stuff because I've been, like I said I've been pushing this off for a month and a half. Uh, Brandon had sent me this article. This is September 20th. This is how long I've been pushing this off. <laughs> it's, it's a like a month and a week, but, uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. And this was before Pelosi put the kibosh on the con congressional trades, but it's new e uh, ETFs with tickers, Nank, like Nancy and Cruz, Ted Cruz, yeah. uh, aimed to track lawmakers stock buys as the ban for congressional trading looks unlikely before the midterm elections. So, and it did, it did get kiboshed by her, uh, nonetheless, mm -hmm. But it would be pretty interesting. I thought this was interesting because if that was publicly available data, and I know there's this website right here, which is Political Trades, uh, which goes through who's making trades in politics, but it doesn't give you that how much they've made, how much they've lost, all of that stuff. 
So it would be interesting if there was something that was in our faces about which politicians are doing this stuff the most. And if you go to this political trades thing, you'll see it's it's there's a lot of red in there, right? <laughs> there's just mm-hmm. as much red as there is blue in there. So um, it is not it, it is the whole system that is jacked up with this stuff. I think that oh, yeah. Pelosi is the one that makes the headlines right now because she's the one that that put the kibosh on it, right? Yeah. Sorry, well, I think her her deal. What they did was she added or she allowed a bunch of riders to be added that just nobody was going to vote for, like just some, you know, stuff that like no one, everybody knew wouldn't get, get through. So then they all voted it down. Yeah. Kind same shit. They usually that, do. Set up, or maybe she never called it to the floor for a vote either way. Like she, she kind of pulled the strings on it, you know? So yeah, it, it's about money, right? It's that, that's what they're in there for. They're all money, power, agreed. They, again, they always, they have all had the ability for their, their perspective to solve all the problems on their plate going back 20 years once in a while and neither side has done it. So if you vote Republican or Democrat, I would, I would expect to keep getting the same results. Yeah. And it, and it is yeah, something Lev, that needs to be stopped because what's that? Pat Lev in the uh, chat term limits done. Yeah. Yeah. That would help. It and, is something and campaign that- donation, like true campaign donation reform, right? Like no, Andrew Yang actually had an interesting concept where citizens were all given like, um, like voting bucks basically. And it was just like fictitious. It wasn't anything. It's like monopoly money. And, but you can award it to the candidates of your choice. And that's the only way candidates could get money. Basically citizens have to say, all right, you get my 10 bucks to whoever they want to give it to, but it's not real money. And then that money is used like, like they use that money from the federal government to fund a campaign basically for all the different things. So there's no outside involvement, no donations, nothing, just like this deal. And it was kind of an interesting idea, like like put a limit on it. And it's, if you're a really good donor, you know, candidate, a bunch of people will donate their imaginary campaign bucks to you. And you get yeah. to use that to run for your campaign. That, that would be nice. Something like that, because then there wouldn't be a, a, a stupid political commercial every 30 seconds uh, yeah. this time of year, but that is the money in politics is, is exactly why we are going down the tubes. And I don't think there's any solve right in the ship until it, it completely crashes and you build a new ship. But in politics, you, you get in these committees and then you get more powerful and you have more sway and you know what types of things are going to happen. The whole chips thing and Pelosi making a buttload of money, even though they sold some, but they sold some at a profit. So it made it look like hey, they were being, being good about it, but they actually made a buttload of money on that, her and her husband. So it, it mm-hmm. just shouldn't, shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't be something that's available to them to do uh, when they have such, no. when they have that insider knowledge on all this crap. Yeah, I mean, again, if you you're truly doing it because you want to do it for the people, then you would you would vote no. But again, that it just shows it's just one more thing about the fallacy and the 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 farce that our government is. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I've got this video clip, uh, Jesse Waters uh, talking about. I, I saw this the other day, and it was it just it it's hilarious to me that let me pull this article up. 
Uh, <laughs> Mega MAGA trickle down. Biden talking the other day. There's so many. Di- he's he, They're trying to pull out so many stops with the MAGA crap. The super ultra mega MAGA. I mean, it's going to be like the LGBTQ whatever thing here in, in by the time the, the election comes. Because there's going to be so many acronyms to it that he's going to have to just use the first letter. The UMMTFT group, you know, Republicans, yeah. those people. Well, again, it, gets, it gets back to we we don't. No, both sides have so dug their heels in on their on their positions in a lot of ways that now it's just being able to sling mud to keep your side's heels dug in. Like, oh, yeah, look at really like they're terrible. So, you know, just keep giving them some some new things that people can, you know, go out and say, you know, it, it, it's like it, it's like you with the LGBTQ stuff. Right. You know, throw a bunch of stuff on it. But on his side, let's throw a bunch of stuff on the MAGA side. Just it's keep like, ramping it up. Hey, 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 like, hey, you know, like, yeah, sure. There's not a civil war coming. Sure. We're not splitting apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, when, when they first did this, the ultra MAGA crap, it kind of pissed me off because that's really labeling one set of people and, and broadly labeling a whole set of people that, that shouldn't be labeled that way. But it just, it's almost to the point where it's freaking ridiculous. Now I've got this clip of it, Jesse oh, Waters and I'm going to play what's that? I, th- I think it. you said it's almost to the point. No, I think it's to the point in yeah. past. That I, I think we just need to stop labeling everybody with a bunch of labels because we hate it when it's done to us. And then, so, you know, like, hey, just let's just knock it off. Like That's yeah. how we get out of this. That's how we start getting out of this thing. Right. We stop just being pissed off all the time. So anyway, common sense. Yeah. Common sense. I don't know if that's possible with people, though, because we've been we've been trained so much to to hey, hate the hey. other side and to be pitched against each other that. Uh, it, I don't know that that well, ever works. I, I think that's been the, I think that's been the game, right? The one upsmanship on getting people upset. Like how do we keep getting people pissed off? Well, let's just add more stuff to make them more pissed off. And it just, it's driven that wedge. What, like the issues are so solid now for the, everybody on each side that not, they're not going to back off. Yeah. Well, let me play this clip from Jesse Waters on the five, and I don't remember what this clip is, so we're just going to play it, uh, and and then we can talk about it afterwards. It's about this subject, but I just don't remember exactly what he said, but I'll play this real quick. A hilarious picture, too. President Biden trying a midterms pivot to save his party from a red wave wipeout. A majority of Americans are in total agreement that Joe doesn't have a clue on what they care about. 63% wish you would pay more attention to key issues affecting their families, like inflation and crime and the border crisis. But Biden's only interested in appeasing his far-left base, with a focus on abortion, a student debt bailout, and his promise to save democracy. Biden's as delusional as ever, and he has a new attack line that just rolls right off the tongue. Polls have been all over the place. I think uh, that we're going to see one more shift back to our side in the closing days. And let me tell you why I think that. We're starting to see some of the good news on the economy. The election is not a referendum. It's a choice. It's a choice. And the Republicans criticize my economic record. But look at what I've inherited and what I've done. And look at what they're offering. It's mega, mega trickle down. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> And even when he says it, he's like, you're really going to make me say this? Okay. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. I will give him a little sliver of credit. He did inherit some shit, so I'll, I'll give him that. 
But the things he did on top of that, come on. I, I look at Biden the same way I look at Trump in that, right? You had your 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 chief job and you failed. Like, I, I think Trump, you know, people can talk about what they think about the vax and all that it came out under him. So anything came, like lack of studies, all that happened under his watch. I, I think the response was crap. We know that Biden's big problem has been the, the economy, right? Like you, he knew coming into this, like there's no way you put a stop on, on the, on society for as long as they put a stop and you don't have massive effects that come out of this. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you know, that going into it and it gets back to like, we talked about it earlier. They know the numbers, they know all the dials, they got algorithms that can project all this stuff. They know we're heading into the recession and they're not doing anything to stop it. So, or, or they're not doing enough. So I look at, I look at Biden and I go just on the surface, other than everything else that I don't like about the guy, he failed. He's, he's failed at the economy. The American people are struggling be, under this. Even if he, if they don't intend to crush the middle class, middle class is getting crushed right now. The, 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 the poor class, the poor are suffering more. Like right? again, the only people who are doing well is his, are his ilk. So yeah. he, he's failed. So like uh, literally that's what we're, we're dealing with where, where, and we, and we don't have any prospects of somebody that's not going to be like that. And the system is set up, even if you do, even if you got, you know, e- even if the, the most like um, Amer- uh, citizen, let me take care of everybody centric and figure out how to make everybody happy came in, they wouldn't let him do it. Just figuring out how to make everybody happy, passing, like getting things resolved again, doesn't make him money. So both yeah. sides are going to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, and this little thing that he had talked about in the beginning right here with people, 63, there's that 30% again. Uh, he's, he's doing just fine, 30% of the people. But um, a, a majority of the people that are pissed off right now about crime, about the food shortages, about inflation, about all this stuff that they're not even given a second thought to. Uh, don't even really talk about the border crisis and all these things that that really are problems that people in the United States that we are concerned about going into winter, going into next year. All these things that could just get worse. Nothing is no, there's not even a, an inkling that something is going to get done about this. It's a bunch of BS. It's a bunch of lies, and it's a bunch of blaming. You know, let the ultra mega trickle down. It's their fault. You can't you can't heat your home this year. Yeah. Bread and circus are just distracting us from everything, man. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. It, 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 I don't. I don't think. Again, they can turn. They can turn the knobs and make things change, right? I don't think they want to, right? So, it's keep people distracted. Use the pain and suffering, and what do you do? You blame it on the other guy, right? Ah, this all sucks. Let's blame it on blame it on the other side, so that way everybody everybody we're still fighting when it's yeah. them that are pulling the levers on all of us. I, I suppose the good part about all this inflation and the shortages and, and all the fuel prices in Europe, it's a whole lot worse than here, I think. And I wonder just how long, and maybe that's the, the what these guys are doing. It's like, how hey, about the less worst part? What's that? How about the less worst part instead of the good part? Let's call it the less worst part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less it bad. Is, less yeah. bad. It, yeah, it's not as bad as it seems like it's getting in Europe. And there's not the uprisings that you see in some of these countries out there that are just pissed oh, off no, about they're this They're having stuff. them. What's that? No, they're having them. They just had a bunch of they, uh, My understanding is they've been having a bunch of uh, protests and stuff starting up. And here uh, in the a US? lot of the, the stuff that's going. No, no, over in Europe. And that yeah. they're, um, the media is not really covering it. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's what my point was, is that it, that all that stuff is kicking off over there. So how long until it reaches the level to where people over here get pissed off? Because right now it's inconvenient having to spend that type of money on gas. In the winter, it's going to be inconvenient diesel. when you have to spend a certain amount on, you know, gas or electricity. When is that? When did we reach that tipping point? $10, $10 gallon diesel, maybe? Yeah. You know, and like how, and whatever fuel, whatever gas is at the time you get, you get the average price of gas, six bucks, seven bucks across the, in, in, in states that aren't California where people don't make, you know, six figures uh, across the board a lot, you know, predominantly you're, you're going to see a lot of people, uh, yeah, be really upset. Yeah. Especially I'll when you, you think what. about fe- how, how many pe- people are on heating oil, right? What does that look like when you have to fill your tank two or three times in the winter? Yeah. I'll tell you what, that $6 number for gas, I think that's a pretty good number, at least out here in Colorado, uh, where we pay, I think right now it's three fifty dollars in that range right there. But if it got to $6, I think that's where five fifty dollars see, you'd see people, $5, $5.50, just people getting really pissed off, talking a lot. 6 bucks, I think you would see you know things start to uh, really sh- take shape around the United States. Uh and because that's not just the fuel in your car. That's a lot of other things as well. That's the, the food getting to the grocery store. That's how much you're spending on your your, your, your heating your home and lighting your home and all that stuff. So it's the, the gas pump is just one aspect of a, a much bigger picture. Uh, Lisa was yeah. telling me the other day that when she went to go get hay for her horses, and I know most people don't have horses and don't really give a shit what a, what a bale of hay costs, but she was talking about in Texas, it's 70 bucks. Uh, for the usual price for a bale of hay is fifteen bucks uh, out here in Colorado, yeah. and it's it's about twenty right now. But in Texas, they're about seventy bucks. So even though it re- most people don't really give a crap how much a bale of hay costs, think about what that's going to cause because there's a lot of cows in Texas, and that's probably why it's so expensive down there. Uh, so what well, is that going to well, do to the price of meat? Well, I think you run into it too, man. It's just because it's not just the the cost of hay, right? Like. The cost of hay is going up because whatever impacts to the market they have down there, whether it's, you know, tough time with fuel prices, whatever, they, whatever that is. But then there's something there's other things in society. They're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to the grocery store, look how many things you go, whoa, that thing took a, you know, yeah. went up 50 percent, whatever that is. I mean, there you know, you see that more and more. So how much of that's happening across society? It starts. I don't know, man. I think it's. You know, again, we're. I think the economy. Uh, I think we're we're going to still be on a rough ride. From you know, if you, if you look at a lot of people who've been predicting like this thing's still going, this thing's still going because it hasn't. Like where he's saying the economy's good news. 40, 40 year record inflation, good yeah. news. Like how, how? What planet are you? And obviously, that's just a talking point to make people who just want to listen to what he says and, and give them the sound bite. Hey, Biden says a record, you know, good, or the, the economy is great. When they look at CNN, oh, yeah, see, the economy is great. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they just take what makes their their point valid or they that helps their point, like the jobs numbers and all that. It's all he ever talks about. We can't be in a recession because look at the job numbers. But this this pandemic jacked everything up. So you really can't you can't look at this from a historical pers- historical perspective and think of it the same way as you do with other stuff. But they just refuse to admit it. Meanwhile, us down here, us regular people, middle class, lower class, all that, we're the ones feeling it. We're the ones that can see it bright as day 
<laughs> we know what's happening. And, you know, and it's, it's, and I think that shows in these poll numbers with people saying he's not doing enough or they're not doing enough. Uh, I think the same thing would be true. I'd be bitching and screaming right now if it was still Donald Trump in there and he wasn't doing anything about this crap too. Uh, so, or, or a Republican. Uh, at least they would be pretending like they usually do. They pretending they would do something. This guy, I don't, I, I just don't know. Or well, this I mean, isn't that what both sides do? Isn't that what both sides do, though? Like right now, Biden, by him saying, oh, yeah, everything's great. He's pretending to his side that aren't going to go any deeper than the soundbite that, yeah, everything's great. So people on his side are like, yeah, what are you talking about? Economy's bad. And especially where you think a lot of the people who who vote for, you know, Biden were like they're like Los Angeles and San Francisco and New York, the urban centers who have money may not be really noticing this. Again, they can still sit out in the street and have their little fruity drink while the person sitting around the corner is like trying to get some sleep because he's homeless and he's taking a dump 10 feet from where they're, they're having their hundred dollar lunch. And they don't notice that it's, you know, that they don't care. It's a hundred dollar, but that guy, you know, there's so many people around him. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think all of this stuff is a byproduct of the fact that they can legally say whatever they want. They can completely lie or, or miss completely mislead maybe is the way to say that in political commercials. Because they can say, oh, this person voted against lower prescription costs. But they don't talk about all the other stuff that was in that bill, the reason why the, that person voted against that. So they can, they can completely lie. They can complete, completely just def, defame you know, the, the other party and just talk shit about them. And it's accepted. So when, when he does say stuff like that, his side is probably mm -hmm. thinking, yeah, that's, that's what they do. They just talk shit. So he's probably right. I'm not going to bother digging into it and researching it. He's probably right. They're a bunch of assholes. So, uh, and that goes both ways. It's a, it's a psyops campaign. Yeah. It, it's, it's like an overt psyops campaign and they're manipulating their base. I, I think that number, that 60% number is interesting because if you assume the 30%, 33% that still support that support him, Right. And then you look at 31%, you look at 63%, what is that? That's double basically 31. I would say that's the right and the people in the center who have said, you're like, I'm sick of what's going on. Yeah. So it's, I think you have about 30% of the, of the, of uh, the population that's in that poll is actually probably centrists who are just over a lot of, from both sides. Yeah. I think that 31% is those hat-wearing Democrats that just, no matter what he says, they're cheering. Oh, as long sure. as their side's winning or, or sure. has the perception of winning. And and yeah. regardless of which side is winning, we're all losing. I mean, we're all going down in flames. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, think about it. You'll, you would have, if they came out with, like, something that everybody had to give, like, a DNA thing or something like that, and they came up with some reason for it, You'd have whatever side it was, you'd probably have 30% of the country that get behind it. 20% of like, they're just loyal. Like that's it. Like whatever that party says, cut, you know, come hell or high water. Yeah. Yeah. It's either way we're, <laughs> it's, it's just frustrating. I mean, right now it, it, it seems like it, it does matter to me with the, the politicians that are in there because the way they're just ramming things through and the way they're recklessly spending, I think the only way to get them to stop is to take them out of there. But at the same time, mm -hmm. it's it's all just delaying the inevitable. It's all just who do you want in those positions pulling the levers because they're all doing the same damn thing. It's just, you know, mm -hmm. how fast do you want to go here or you want to take a left before we take a right or, you know, whatever. the. It's all going the same damn direction, and we're all screwed down here. Um, so 
I guess the only things we can do is just try to, you know, prepare ourselves for all this crap, but they sure are making it awful lot harder because when you can't, Oh yeah. You, you can't afford to pay your mortgage. You can't afford. I mean, I'm, I'm chopping up firewood just cause I know I'm going to have to use a whole lot more than I did last year because I have it. It's sitting out front and it's going to be cheaper. Well, cause it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars more if you don't use it. Yeah. Yeah. I may end up chopping down some trees in my front yard. <laughs> I don't know about don't know about using that fresh wood. See, you should have stayed in Michigan, or you should be staying in Michigan because you got trees all over the place out there. You can be Paul Bunyan up there. Yeah, because a tree inside of a fifth wheel RV that that, that fire does really good in RV. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, that's true. No, I'll, I uh, I'll give old man Winter the the nod and get the heck out of his way when he comes through here. And you I mean, could have you could have started. I, I, what's that? Sorry, I cut you off. No, what you saying? I was going to say you should have started a few months ago. You'd have, you'd have had your log cabin built by now. <laughs> On oh, your, <laughs> yeah, there, there's I, some that you know what. If I'm going to do the log cabin experience, I'm you got, I'm going to go to Alaska or something like that. I'm not going to do it in Michigan where it just you're just making yourself suffer needlessly. Yeah, there's options. Yeah. I hear Montana is pretty good too, as far as places to live in the United States. I don't. Oh, Montana is beautiful, man. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking there? from like regulations, laws, people, all those different factors. Uh, you know, yeah. Colorado is slowly turning into not one of those places. Um, hey, well, Montana has a problem. So Montana is suffering from the hey, And I, I say this as a person who fled California in 93. Montana is suffering from too many Californians. There's a bunch of Californians decide, hey, I want to get away. Like, oh, this pandemic stuff. I don't want to be in the city. So let me go to Montana. And that, you know. But my understanding is a lot of them are now starting to say like, oh, it's too cold and that and starting to move back. But yeah, it's like a virus, man. <laughs> but mm -hmm. the virus spread and now it's going back because, you know, the, the host is not <laughs> it can't live, right? uh, live on the host. So <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, at any rate, I think we are going to get out of here tonight. I did want to talk about purpose made supplies, but I think we're going to move that to the Wednesday show. Uh, I want to do a little bit more research on it anyway and talk about it. You were talking crap about my uh, radiation detector last week, and that got me thinking about it. So um, I wanted to go into some of that, but we'll save that for the Wednesday show because then we can go into it uh, in a little bit more detail. But uh, with that, uh, it, when we started this show off, we had a bunch of women in the chat. So it was like a chick chat. Uh, but we ended up, it, it ended up even and out a little bit. So, but it's pretty cool. Did I think you just it was steal like, my, did you just steal my joke? I totally did. Yeah. Don't listen to him. I made that up. We were talking at the beginning and I made that up. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just kidding. Brian, Brian said it was a chick chat earlier. So, <laughs> well, if you, th if you think it's a bad, bad female joke, then it was all Dale's fault. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, but it was it was pretty funny because yeah there were five or six of them in there talking and then um, and then I think Robert finally showed up to the chat Robert and Tiger so uh, <laughs> pretty funny though but at any rate you have anything else to add any any news that we didn't talk about tonight or anything before we get out of here Brian no I think it's good man all right um, with that everyone in the chat I appreciate it we are not going to be doing the after the members after show tonight uh, I've got some stuff that I need to do. Uh, but I might upload something later on. Um, if you are, for the members, it's a YouTube membership thing. For a buck, you can become a member and you get access to those behind-the-scenes videos that we do. Uh, or for 10 bucks, you can become a member of the bug-out location as well, 10 bucks a month. 
or, or $1 a month. And it $1 a month just kind of helps support the show as well, helps us continue to do what we're doing. So uh, if you get a chance, head over to YouTube, check that out. Uh, I think it's just on our main profile page, right? You can, it says become a member. You can join there. So, yeah, I think so. But uh, with that, click everyone, take care click, click. and prepare. Thanks for joining in tonight, and we will talk to you, everyone, later. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Survival Preppers. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to join us on YouTube for our weekly live shows. For more information or to connect with Duff and Dale, visit thesurvivalpreppers.com or thebugoutlocation.com for members-only content and prepping courses. See everyone next time.